I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 235. I'm here tonight with Philip Dassing. What's going on? Lee Tark. Yo, what's up? Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. And David Dull. Hello. Oh, that's a powerful voice you got there, David Dull. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, n- number one tonight is uh, impeachment and whistleblower. So, th- there's been a, a lot of crazy stuff going on with uh, with Donald Trump this week. Correct. Yeah. Apparently, he's uh, he committed treason, and according to Bill Wout, he should be uh, faced the death penalty for treason. Hmm. So, he uh, apparently got caught on a phone call. Apparently, someone came forward and said that they heard their coworkers talking about it, about a phone call where Donald Trump said, "Hey, bef- Ukraine, before I give you these hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, defense money t- against Russia, how about you look into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's, uh, you know, scandalous uh, endeavors in our country, and open it up again?" And apparently, that's enough for Donald Trump to die. So, but everyone's reing online about it. They think oh. it's the worst thing crime that's ever been committed in the history of forever. You know, I, I thought that wasn't Bill Weld anti death penalty. Oh, uh, he's he's advocating for treason. So everyone's like, well, you know, the treason is death penalty, right? I don't know if he came outright said uh, death penalty, but he said it's treason. Huh. Yeah. Well, so two interesting said, things that yeah. came out of that, besides Nancy Pelosi and, and that whole angle of it, but you have um, one Trump actually released the video or the audio from the phone conversation just be like hey uh guess what there's nothing here so sucks to be you and then two uh so the guy who like found out from his co-worker and like he was the quote-unquote whistleblower he's actually just a cia operative so it's not like he's a whistleblower well, no he's, one knows who he is he's they, literally just doing his, his job yeah he's in langley but he's a but he's a cia agent who was doing his job so you you can't call him a whistleblower when he's just when he's literally just doing his job. Like people like Assange, people like uh, Chelsea Manning, um, they're, they're you know, not these are whistleblowers who came out and said, "Hey, the government is doing something wrong." And then like the CIA agent is literally doing his job as a government agent, not as a whistleblower. And then and then he's going out, and then and then you know, all this publicity and this this politics that's going on. It has you know it's like it's the opposite of a whistleblower, right? Okay, so who's who's more libertarian, Kyle? <laughs> Bill Weld or Donald Trump? <laughs> so, I, I don't think either of them are libertarians. I know, but, but I did I know, but see, like, hold on, I did see so? a good question uh, posed in another group. It was like, uh, who, who's better or more libertarian, Tulsi or Bill Weld? Right, you know, because Bill Weld used to be uh, the presumed nominee for the LP. He was the um, Still you know Gary be. Johnson's VP candidate, and so the question I think it was in the the Mises Caucus group actually. Yeah, that was me. And the question wasn't was that you? Wh- yeah, it, it wasn't was who was, was more libertarian. Post. And I need to talk to you people out there. <laughs> this is to you, internet trolls. The question was not who's more libertarian. In fact. In the question, I specifically said this isn't about that. What I want to know is, when you have the chance, like, so half the states, uh, you're not registered uh, Republican, Democrat. You know, you're just all independent voters. So you can go into the primaries. And yeah, you you're can saying vote. they have open primaries. Right, they have open you're primaries. Not, you're not bound to your party. Right, so you can eat, but you can only vote in one of the primaries. So you can go in and vote in the Republican primary or the Democrat primary. I said, if you had that opportunity to go into one of these two parties, would you rather go into the Republican primary and vote for what? to like you know 
screw things up for Trump or make a statement, or would you rather vote for Tulsi Gabbard to make a statement and, and you know, and get things stirred up? And the responses that I got from you guys was just absolutely amazing. Oh, I wouldn't do either. You'd have to kill me first. Like, that's not the question. The question was clearly different. It's and the, would you rather. But I don't know if it's kickback from what, you know, Sarawak has been saying recently and, like, his whole support for Weld, but uh, I think we're up to 250 votes for Tulsi and, like, five votes for Bill Weld. Yeah, it was a landslide. Uh, That's funny that I remembered that post, and then you're like, oh, I posted that. (laughs) And you're sitting right next to me. Yeah, I I, I voted for Tulsi in that. Uh, I like Tulsi a lot, and uh, I like her foreign policy, and um, Bill Weld, you know, he reminds me of Mitt Romney. Like, he's very... He's very polished when he talks, but it's like he's not really saying anything, you know, or or he's or he's just he, there's no substance behind him. It's it's weird. I I know what Tulsi is about. I still don't remember much about Bill Weld except for the like Hillary's a good kid. So like he's not saying anything that's sticking. He's a milk toast Republican man. I mean, he, there's nothing. There's nothing behind him that screams. Like, I like that. He, it's just, it's so dull and bland, and he's so politician-y. And Are you making fun of my last name? You said dull. Oh, dull. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, politician is your last name? <laughs> David politician is here with us tonight. No, I just can't stand Bill Weldon. I think his endorsement of Hillary, I know he worked uh, in Raytheon, and then he also, and he also um, Mueller. He worked with uh, Mueller, and um, that was back in his days in Massachusetts. It's it's there's nothing about him that screams libertarian, and I don't understand why even Republicans would want to vote for him. This is like there's like nothing behind this. Um, but I just now started going to like local LP meetings um, for my county, and what they said was in previous um, like national conventions, there was always extra seats. So they would just, whoever can come down would come down and then they would talk to, you know, maybe someone from Nevada or Colorado would have extra seats and they could just yep. vote. Yeah. And they said this last time with all this corporate money and the Bill Weld and the sponsors, there was none of that. So I don't know if like, if there's anything to it, but the the implication was that maybe they were kind of buying like people to fill up those spots that's a possibility i don't think that's going to happen next year Um, i mean what i see from the mises caucus really really Mm -hmm. powering up i mean uh we don't see any other organization within the lp raising the money they are or or uh getting the traction that they're getting so i mean it should be really interesting to see what happens next year yeah for real so i don't know if you guys want to move away because this kind of goes into the what we were talking about before on uh, topic four if you want to move on to that uh well did you want to we finish up on? with uh, the, i don't know the impeachment? i mean yeah I, I still want to talk about the impeachment all a little right bit. i'm just chomping at the bit to get to yeah because <laughs> here, here we have like in pelosi talking about like oh we're going to impeach trump you know in the in the big statement and of course it was really frustrating for her to be talking about the constitution what's constitutional and we got to support whistleblowers and oh these are some quotes from the founding fathers and it's like don't don't lecture me on this stuff because you know, I know for your entire political career you never cared about this, but now you're going to play uh, lip service to this stuff, you know, just to get course, attention. Yeah. But of course, it all comes crashing down when Trump says, "Oh, by the way, here's the audio tape. Um, you There's got, you got there. nothing. There's nothing yeah. there." So I mean, they're helping Trump win. But I this. think this is a dual purpose. This is a conspiracy theory I had about this. Mm. I even posted this on the Washington Post comment section. That's where I do all my trolling and mm. harassing people, and. This is before, and actually, it sucks as a, 
uh, uh, Daniel McAdams had the same talking point too about it. He said, um, essentially what I told these people, I was like, I think the DNC knows that Joe Biden is a liability for the party. Yeah. I think that any, he's just having gaff after gaff, his whole corn pop thing, just eyeball bleeding. what's What's the corn pop thing? The corn pop, it was, he was in Delaware and he was at a, a pool and he was working at a pool and he was met some black guy who was like threatened to beat him up named Corn Pop and he like threatened him with the chain him and his other boy it's it's if you guys just go just <laughs> we're, we're done here tonight Corn Google Corn Pop Biden it's the funniest fucking audio <laughs> you'll ever hear uh, the guys in the fat cast did a really good breakdown of it and just laughed it was so funny it's it's the best does but this uh, stuff just not go viral or it doesn't get picked up by mainstream media that much yeah, or it something doesn't go, kind of yeah they, 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 they kind of downplay his gas right. right i would assume but this i see the dnc as they said look maybe we should go forward with this because joe biden is a liability we don't want him to get the nomination we don't want him standing in the way we don't want to have to go in and strong arm him out this way if we can have some type of go forward with nancy pelosi if we can have her go forward with impeachment and that would that has to go like right now joe biden's under pressure because he knows it's going to expose the crimes of him and his son because he did the same thing that's the idea was he did the same thing right like hunter was being investigated and he was like well about that loan like get rid of that guy yeah you guys hear that like literally he said it the council of foreign relations it's on video him saying i told them if you want this money I don't care. I'm not the president, but I'm the vice president. I don't care. But if you want this money, you have to fire the. the I mean, yeah, that's, fire that's the exactly what Trump wanted. Right. One of the Ukrainians yeah. to look into was like what happened at that time. And they fired the prosecutor. Why is why is Mister I fell out of college all following his daddy all across Europe and Asia making hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars? Why is it so any so it's going to force him already hunters already had to leave the board of this ga- of this oil company he was on mm. and they want i think personally they want him to naturally step down and this puts pressure on him because they're just you know lifting up the carpet and exposing everything that's been swept under there they want biden to they want, withdraw I think from so. the race yes that's my opinion i think and they want to push forward going with warren i think warren's what they want now i think that i think it's been clear to me warren is Bat shit, man. I know she is really, but she's crazy. the perfect establishment meets batshit. A you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez crazy. I don't know. She's the perfect mix. I'm excited to vote for the first Native American president. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, does your vote only you. count like one one thousand twenty fourth? Is that is that how that works? <laughs> She'd be the first woman president and the first Native American president. So high cheekbones, buddies. Yeah. High cheekbones. So that that's my conspiracy around the whole thing. I don't know. I couldn't. Dan Adams shared that he shared the same sentiment too. I think she's partly batshit because she thinks she thinks some of this stuff like through a little bit farther than some of the rest of them, just not far enough to make sense. I don't know. I, or she, like the wealth tax. She's or she like, doesn't understand it, and she's just uh, playing lip service to the progressive wing of the Democrat it Party. Could be, it could be that. I, I think she's like thinks it through just just far enough to be crazy she's like well they're gonna skirt tax laws so we need a wealth tax but she doesn't really think about what that'll do 
Well, you saw it in the debate. I don't think she cares. Yeah, John John Could Delaney in the debate was like, it sounds like you guys have all these pie-in-the-sky ideas, and you haven't really thought through the details or the practical implications. Like, let's be a little reasonable here. You know, you can't just ban private health insurance. Like, people like, you know, they like their private health insurance. And she's like, you have to dare to dream or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, they, and like- they, she got applauded for being like, you have to just, you know, <laughs> go, go hog wild. You have to go crazy with it. <laughs> It. You know, who cares about the details? Who cares about that stuff? Well, anywhere that it quote unquote works, like they have like a huge secondary market for health insurance. Like, yeah, like because they have a state funded system, like they still have a big secondary market. Yeah, supplemental insurance. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure you need the supplemental yeah, insurance yeah. because, yeah. The government says it's like public schools, right? You still have private schools in case you, uh, you know, want to send your kids somewhere where there's not a lot of shootings mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> the public is the, the version is like, oh, that's for the riffraff, you know. I mean, <laughs> terrible. Anyway. So moving right along. Uh, wasn't there also something this week about uh, Trump throwing Mike Pence under the bus? Or? Yeah, I think this was a part of the whole thing. I didn't hear exactly. I just heard about it. So you guys hear anything about him saying, like, well, you need to go. Because well, who else was uh, Giuliani was also implicated in this whole thing. <laughs> Apparently, he did the same thing, too. Um, and then then it came back on, well, you should check Pence's uh phone call records or whatever i think something i think that's what it boiled down to essentially that's what my leftist friends were saying on facebook who were talking about because they're fucking obsessed okay so like yeah. if, if this trump impeachment like goes through or whatever and it's not gonna happen well i'm, I'm just saying if, if it does like what happens then do the, do the republicans have to like scramble real quick to find a candidate for themselves or no. do they have like a, a quick primary i I don't know, and I, I mean, th- I mean, like, what happens with twenty twenty? Well, impeachment doesn't necessarily remove him, right? No, not necessarily. Well, yeah, I believe. No, I, mean, I believe was even impeached. It, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Just just being impeached is like, but uh, I guess if the impeachment actually goes through, right? It, uh, I, I think you you just get full blown impeached, and then after that, then they then they yeah, have to vote to get you out. Hmm. Oh. I don't think the impeachment just means like you get ousted. Like, because we've never had a president that's been impeached that was uh, forced out. Like, Nixon resigned. I just don't care about this stuff. Until until it actually happens, I'm like, oh, Trump... I've been hearing about Trump impeachment for the last two (laughs) years, and it hasn't happened. And I'm like... not going to. Okay, I don't really understand this story or see it going anywhere. But but we're going to talk about... You know, not just us, but everybody as a society, we're going to talk about it nonstop for, like, three months. Yeah. You know? So I guess um, my point is, like, wake me up when it happens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when September ends. Ready for next one? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so what's going on with uh, Maj Ture? There's apparently some Maj drama going on right now. Maj. Yeah. Maj. Ma- yeah. Maj. <laughs> no, okay, so he... Oh, all right. So I, I noticed the post from him, I think it was a few days ago. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to pull it up right here. He said something about he received a phone call from a donor, a libertarian donor who promised him or who just called him up to tell him he wasn't going to um, give him any money. <coughs> and yeah, and he was like, fuck off. I don't need you. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of like a shitty post, but it was, whatever. He didn't name names. Well, the guy, his name was Chastain. Do you know of him? He's a big libertarian donor. I forget. I forget it's like define big, like as big as well as big as a libertarian donor is like, ten like, inches, like thousands of dollars <laughs> instead of instead of instead of hundreds or, or, or less. Yeah, 
tens, perhaps. Right. So this guy Chastain says, "Huh." He comments under the post and says, "Huh, that's funny. I remember make uh, a phone, a person calling me and um, and saying that they wanted money. And then when I told them no, they uh, went off and begged me for it, and then you know acted like a bitch about it and posted it on Facebook. Wow. And so he, th- I, this is verbatim. Like you guys can look it up. It's been it's been well well." This Disgust. is in the comments of yes. Maj's Facebook yes. post. The guy actually spoke up right. and was like, and then hey, this guy he called He outed me. himself. Yeah, he outed Instead himself. Instead of letting it go, letting and then it, it just go. escalated from there until it was like a giant... Wow. And then Maj went back hard. <laughs> yeah. And so he pretty much told him, like, fuck off, you know, you're a weirdo, you're a ner- like, you're a weirdo, just because apparently from what I heard, he is a weirdo. Yeah, it got a little worse than that. And then he, and then he gonna, ended it, so it. He, he called him a cock blower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just called him a cock blower. Cock, cock blower. Oh, cock blower. And oh, so okay. that triggered a lot of the lefties in. Uh, yeah, because that's um, right. Kyle's only heard of such things. What, what is that called? Um, He's n- yeah, yeah. Hom- homophobia. Hom- homophobic. Yes. So a little slow tonight. Sorry. Well, then his um, the I guess they didn't endorse him or they dropped they dropped their support. The the was it the Pennsylvania Libertarian Party dropped their support of Maj. Oh, it went that yeah. far. It did. Now he, and that, so now what he's worried about what at the time when this went down is he's the keynote speaker in 2020 in Austin at the LNC. Maj, Maj, he's the fantastic. Keynote. So they they were afraid they, he was going to lose that, but apparently it's been it's going to be a riot over a lot. Okay, but um, it's it wasn't a good look for it and everyone was jumping on Maj's case everybody a lot of people were pissed off thinking that he everyone's kind of throwing the the argument like he needs to calm down he needs to show some decorum blah 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 not really this guy Chastain pretty much yeah. provoked him and I thought we were it. against social justice well then Maj went on the thing he's like I, I need a bunch of white people telling me to to calm down and I yeah. think he said something about like racism Ma- Maj in- isn't gonna give you decorum I mean <laughs> no like <laughs> I've seen him out at campaign functions you know wearing like ca- camo combat pants or whatever like he's not a he's he's not he's not a suit he's not gonna be a suit yeah like he's pretty punk man if you think about it well on april 20th he was he had a video on his like maj for city council like this may or may not be marijuana (laughs) (laughs) that's what i like about him he just doesn't give a fuck like well he's real yeah he's real slack i mean but this is the first time we've actually seen uh him break out of character i mean yeah he can be more relaxed you know kind of one of the guys and more of a more of a loose cannon but like when he's talking about the issues like he's not trying to alienate anybody mm. you know he's not trying to uh you know die on some hill for uh you know pedophilia yeah. or anything like that like he's he's just relaxed and this is our first instance where you know he's kind of gone off the chain but it's like you know i mean i was just talking about it earlier you know 15 minutes earlier you got all these trolls online and they start hacking at you and they're, and they're talking all this trash and it's like meanwhile he's trying to run his campaign and he's doing an excellent job of running a mm-hmm. campaign um you know maybe he's just tired of it and he's just lashing out at the people you know it's like dude who are you like where where are you at what are you doing with your with your life or are you just some guy in the basement like oh i'm gonna talk trash yeah so Masha's exact response was i have right here is a lot of the quote the black dude should know his place and apologize to the rich white guy even though the rich white guy was the initial aggressor end quote vibes in the comment section which exposes a lot of bias and hidden racism in this party just like the gun community where some use the quote patriot 
patriotism to hide their bigotry. Very glad the situation makes it all seep out so we can recognize it and address it. I mean, at least those of us who won't rush to defend our current weaknesses. That's how we grow. Hope to see you all at the LNC so we can discuss it in person. I don't think that's that bad. Well, this I was. I think that's where he left it off. Oh, uh, okay. But um, yeah, I'm yeah, not. I'm guy, not uh, I don't, yeah. I'm not too happy with 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 that quote. But on the other hand, like I'm just gonna sweep it under the rug. But like, that, I mean, that's his opinion. I mean, yeah, and, and it does it does have a bad look to I'm it. I'm not gonna get complain and like go on like, Maj, you said something inappropriate." Like, well, no, I want to know what the facts are. I mean, who reached out to who? Yeah, because I, you have conflicting stories. Well, here. that's what it is. And it's, then and then so you have two people accusing the other of lying, and uh, I don't yeah. really I think, think it's it, a racist it issue. A, I want to well, know. That's what I want to know what happened. It was a meeting of. I think the whole thing comes back to it was like someone called him. Chastain and said uh, his uh, his manager called Chastain and said, "Hey, can we set up a call like a phone call? Like, can we call you at a certain time where we can talk?" He said, "Okay, I'm free this time. Call me then." And so then Maj called him. Okay, so and well, I, I think and I, I think it's it boils out to yeah, maybe he wasn't telling the, the exact truth with that. It could I don't be know, a miscommunication like he, between the hearsay, two of them. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I don't I don't like him playing the race card on that one. It's just like you're having a, a dispute uh, with this guy, this one guy. There was a lot of people. I would say that maybe they they don't they're not racist, but maybe they have a certain biases against Maj to begin with. Started coming out of the woodwork, I mean, like he needs to apologize, like re going really hard about this. Where it's like, I don't remember you being this hard when Arvin says something, but yeah. when Maj says something, and then and because oh, because it's a donor, like mm, I don't know, I I find it really weird. A lot, I just I find it weird. I'm not saying everyone's racist. I know that's kind of like a an, an SJW tactic to, to say. I don't think they're racist, but <laughs> uh, but in this situation, I think there was a lot of people who were already apprehensive about Maj, just really decided to well to with, fight with, on without hill. even saying about the race, simply saying that like yeah, all these. Um, dare I say left-leaning libertarians who love Arvin for what he says are then condemning Maj. It's like like there seems to be a hint of uh, hypocrisy and there. And I did, I explicitly saw that. One guy who was really going hard about saying Maj should apologize and this, I'm not going to support Maj. If Maj, he said if Maj is speaking at the LNC, he's going to lead an official walkout. And, Bye. But in his profile pictures, yeah. in his profile pictures, he has he has, um, Arvin, and he's saying he's sitting there with his arm around Arvin, and I'm like, Arvin of late. Oh, don't get me wrong, I like Arvin, but Arvin's been sharing that guy at Ben Letter. He's been sharing a lot of his posts. The guy who threatened there, who said that the LNC should be blown up. Yeah, that guy's crazy. Yeah, he, Arvin's been retweeting him uh, and reposting his stuff. Yet that doesn't bother you, but yeah. Maj, you know, getting into a you know a verbal dispute with a donor like that's i haven't seen arvin's post in a while i used to follow like in on facebook you can do see first you know if you uh -huh. select see first you'll see almost everything they post and i was uh following arvin to troll him a little bit and then uh i don't know i haven't seen I much just, lately i kind of got tired of it and i just like i didn't unfollow him but i put it back to like normal and now i never see anything they post right you know well that that was a key thing for a lot of civil rights and like pan-africanism is like not letting white people with money in charge of these like movements yeah very uh malcolm x-ish yeah yeah exactly yeah. I, I donated i donated to him after this incident i donated to him and he got like a thousand dollar donation afterwards from two. this. yeah i saw yeah, two so this okay, March, yeah. yeah and i donated to him so 
I like what he's doing. I, I think he's a great candidate, and I think the the LP needs him more than he needs the LP. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I listened to him on his radio yeah. show. That guy that um said like Maj's days are numbered actually nah. called in, <laughs> and they had like a really cool conversation. They like smoothed it out. It was awesome. It was like a beautiful conversation. So like like Maj will do what he's got to do to like you know tell you what he thinks mm-hmm. but he's also not unreasonable from what i've seen yeah well i've noticed uh, i watched this uh it was a youtube video or just like a it's a quick little video and it shows like there's a there's a swing gate uh, in somebody's driveway and there's dogs on both sides and they're barking at each other real vicious like but somebody hits the clicker and the door starts to open and as it opens they don't w- go around to start messing with each other they s- they keep sliding over to stay <laughs> in, 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 when the gate's in between them and when the gate is finally all the way across they just leave both dog both it was like groups of dogs it was like two or three dogs on both sides and they and they go their separate ways and i've noticed like people love to talk a lot of trash on social media but then you see them in person and then and they either like ignore you like oh i don't i don't see you over there <laughs> or they're like hey oh hey hey buddy it's like it's awkward yeah yeah it's like <laughs> oh yeah now now that we finally see each other now now what are you gonna do you know it's a little I, different when there's a, a potential physical uh threat or you could actually you know get punched or something I when you have to look somebody else in the eye when you gotta look them in the eye you tend to be a little more polite yeah I had like a little mini Facebook battle with some dude I like barely knew and I was I went and got some dinner by myself after work at the bar and he was like sitting there and I was just like yo Tom what's up you know just <laughs> had a chat cuz I don't like politics right. doesn't get in the way with like me being your friend right so yeah yeah Jefferson and uh, Adams best friends and talk trash about each other all the time <laughs> Yeah, I'm worried about it getting in the way with my friends. Uh, my non-libertarian um, friends are very divided on Trump. You know, I've got the pro-Trump and then the anti-Trump kind of crowds, and our group our group chats are getting progressively worse and uh, nastier. And I'm just like, oh man, I hope this like doesn't start to, <laughs> you know, really divide people because it's very it's clearly very two camp like two camps, you know. Oh, yeah. So. It's been that way for Isn't it a while? great not to be in either one of those camps? It's um, hard, though, because people are going so hard with this this Trump needs mm. to be impeached thing now for this. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dude, you know how many people are dying in Yemen because of his administration's continuance of the Obama administration's uh, illegal wars and drone strikes? I, I, there's so many things, like the, the debt. There's so many things you can impeach Donald Trump for, and you choose this hearsay rumor bullshit to do it it's like it's just it's like spit in the face of what like i'm sitting there like yeah impeach trump impeach trump they're like yeah for this and i'm like no wait not for that but but no like not that Uh, yeah we should but not that like why it's because the things that we want to see trump impeached for are the same reasons as we wanted obama impeached for so the dems can't come out and say oh we should impeach him for this because then it's like oh yeah what it is well what about obama and clinton right you know like uh you can't admit to it. Yeah. My buddy was like, anything to get him out. And I, I don't agree with that. I Me think no. it matters because what you're doing yep. is you're setting a precedent. Exactly. Yes. That bipartisan bullshit or partisan bullshit is okay and encouraging it. Whereas like bipartisan wars are are on the table still. Yep. So we talked about the Moz drama, but uh, I wanted to briefly touch on the testifying uh, where he testified before Congress about uh, the gun violence in the cities. Mm-hmm. And they had a panel of like four black people up there. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
of course, they're all spouting, we got to get rid of the guns, and Maj is just like, well, why don't we just educate these people and, and allow them to keep their guns because yeah. gun laws are racist. So, like, one of the wow. uh, congressmen that was up on the, on the, I don't know what you call it, but the, the congressmen who were listening to the panel, he, he gets on Twitter and he's like, oh, I really want to thank these three people for coming out, and then he's got pictures, and it's like, well, yeah, but Maj see the guy right behind the person you're talking about? Like, <laughs> why didn't you mention him? Right. So, like, well, Maj said something on his page and he, uh, about, like, hey, look at this tweet, and so uh, somebody was like, oh, man, I wonder if this guy has a Facebook page, so, like, I screenshot me saying, like, hey, is that, who's that guy in your picture, and, uh, and then I posted it on uh, Maj's page, and I was like, yep. He's got a Facebook page, so you know he got the the congressman got blasted on uh, on Twitter they and, have and names on Facebook. And addresses, man. It's like, dude, like, what? How can you? I mean, just so blatant. Doesn't fit the narrative. And and, and then you know, and yeah, then I don't we're agree all, with what that guy said. Yeah, and right? we're all saying like, hey, why don't you mention this guy's name? And and then still, a congressman isn't isn't you know admitting like, oh yeah, I forgot Maj. Like, what a what a tool. Yeah, it's like a bitch move. But I mean, but what Maj what had to say. I mean, there's uh, if you go on his page, he's got uh, his brother broke up the whole testimony. Yeah, like, it's like so 20 it's, minutes long, right? Yeah, so it's just Maj talking, and I mean, he just, boom, oh, dropped yeah. the bomb. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. So, you know, we talk about, like, oh, well, Maj is off the hook. Maj is off the chain for, you know, what he said about this one incident. But then you see him in, you know, when he's testifying, and he's just, like, dropping bombs. Like, dude, the, the man's phenomenal. Like, Yeah, I mean, we had him on here, and he killed it. Like, when he was, he sat down here with us and talked to us for about an hour. He yeah. went over his time uh, that he said, you know, he wanted to talk. And right. he just talked, and he killed it. And, like, it's... I feel like he's genuine. Like I feel like this is him. It's not a show. Like remember when Mosby we we you were at the meeting with Marilyn Mosby, the yeah. prosecutor of Baltimore. Yeah. Like she had a political speech written out for all of us. Like and it was so choreographed and it, it, to me it didn't sound to me like it sounded very like not off the cuff. It was very this is my talking points and here they are and blah 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 and it was very speech like where I feel like where Mosh was just like he was bouncing off his like, he was just bouncing back and forth. Him and yeah. Matt were just like well, having like good discussion. Mo- well, I would also good. say that when when Mosey spoke, she's a Democrat going to a Baltimore City Libertarians meeting. Like they had no precedent, right? The Baltimore City Libertarians is trying to get it off their feet mm-hmm. or off off the ground. Yeah, and uh, so there's there's nothing to look at and see. Like, oh, well, this is how they are. And then she's so she's kind of going into hostile territory, right? She may or may not have known that. And in fact, you know, yeah, I would agree. She's kind of doing like her, her a prepared speech, and she's probably trying to be careful about what she was saying. She even got into more of the uh, the social justice warrior oh like, yeah she got black it. people she approach that. kind of stuff yeah. and like and i think that she saw us just go like the 20 of us that were there go like like mm, and then she like cooled here. off on that and <laughs> not here she seemed like she after a while she you know she seemed a lot more comfortable I and mean, you know she was saying um oh i'm getting no support from anybody you know in this not even from the democrats and i rose my hand and i was like excuse me but uh you got support from us we endorse what you're doing, and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah good yeah, point." That's why we invited <laughs> you? Know, like, here, that, right? That's why you were invited here, because right. <laughs> because you're a hero. I didn't have an issue with her speech. It did seem like it was her prepared remarks or canned speech for this issue. She's had to address this position a lot, and and what it is is that she's not prosecuting uh, marijuana possession arrests, right? Yeah. So if it's just a possess- marijuana possession, the officers arrest the people because it's against the law, but the prosecutor's office is not going to uh, prosecute. So, you know, she's kind of backdooring the police and it's causing friction with- between her and the police department. But, you know, she's like, well, these laws are racist, so that's why we're not going to prosecute. Yeah. I thought she was fine. Yeah. 
Huh. I mean, I know, I know it was a different setting, but I just, just the vibe of like talking to somebody and seeing someone, it just, it felt like that was more of like at the end of, she could have said, and that's why I'm running for Congress or something she, like She's also at a podium speaking to a room, I, that's what where, I said, it's a whereas type. Maj is like sitting in the basement shooting the shit with us. You know, it's a little. It was. It was. So. It was. It was definitely different scenarios. But like, I just the vibe. I don't know. I'm. I'm a good sense of character. So it's like, hearing those two, I, I was willing to listen to what she was saying, and I feel like Maj really had like passion and heart behind what he was saying. He meant it, and it wasn't something he was a show he was putting on for people because the way he was talking before the I, cameras were like, on. I think it kind of seemed like he was pillow talking you, dude. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, and for those of you interested, if you go to the Libertarian Party of Maryland's uh, Facebook page, I do believe that at not the entire speech by Marilyn Mosby, but at least clips of it are available, and you can check it out. Yeah. So when we move on to topic four now, yeah. Oh boy! All right, so inner party politics. Yeah. So, so you you're, you got some deep docs here. I got some docs. Some deep docs. Yes. So yeah. I was approached by someone who anonymously sent me over a message saying, "Hey, you might want to check out this blog." They, you know, I well, not anonymous. You're just it uh, was anonymous. protecting your source. It was anonymous. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, it was he was like, yeah, you need to check out this blog, and I was he weird. him <laughs> he him they them yeah they them she him I don't care, but I don't know. I think it's I think it's a he. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm pulling it up now. Oh well, whatever. Anyway, so he was like, you need to check out this blog called Libertarian Loki. And so I checked it out, and I was really taken back about the shit they were talking about. And I had already known, this is all stems back to, you guys heard about the debate between Nicholas Sarwark and Dave Smith, where, and then the podcast that followed after that, Nicholas Sarwark said, essentially, you should vote for Dick, if you're a libertarian, you should vote for Dick Cheney if he was running as a libertarian. You should vote for Hitler if Hitler was running as a libertarian. Well, you I think that's what, to what, help the party. I think that's what Dave was trying to get out of him he was, and yeah, and he and he was and then nick was responding with lawyer talk or you know trying to weasel out well i'm not going to answer just answer the question you can just say no no he did at one point no, he said well, yes. yeah, okay said okay yes, actually i mean can i listen to the whole thing too yeah and essentially what um shit said was if the lp has a bad candidate right um, you should vote for them because you're really just um, voting for the oh, next getting, candidate. Getting the votes. You're, you're, yeah. It's getting ballot access. It's keeping ballot access in the various states yeah. and yeah. Uh, and helping the party um, just gain yeah. traction. Exactly. Unfortunately, I sparred with Nick uh, a couple weeks after that. Yeah. Um, I said, hey, you know, uh, the whole idea about sacrificing on principle in order to get more votes is exactly why I left the Republican Party. Like, because the Republican Party at, at some point, I mean, we look at Barry Goldwater in 1964, and then look at where we're at now. It's like, okay, well, did you guys sacrifice on principles in order to go with, uh, you know, trying to trying to win elections? Uh, yeah. Uh, that, 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 ugh. Yeah. Just, yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Ugh. So, well, you know, I thought it was funny, the conversation that you and I were having the other day with Andy Craig. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Andy was so, very upset about this. Yeah. Like, apparently now he's like all pissed off at Bill Weld. But, you know, I can remember during the 2016 election when mm. I was messaging Andy, I'm like, dude, what is up with this? You know, why is Bill Weld saying that you can deny people constitutional rights because you arbitrarily put them on, on a, you know, the terror watch list and, you know, take away their due process? You know, Bill Weld's condoning this. And, you know, for somehow Andy Craig was fine with that. But now he's triggered by Big Bill Weld. So now that Bill Weld is a Republican and he's doing 
You know, probably, you know, pretty much the same stuff. Well, that's he's, what he's it was. He's not a libertarian anymore. You that's know? what it was. That's why Andy's yeah. pissed because he left the, after, after the LP threw him a $1,000 plate dinner, uh, campaign dinner for Bill Weld, they, he left the party after this, uh, after this, this whole fundraising thing, whatever dinner, it was a thousand dollars a plate. I looked it up. Cause I was like, oh, it's in, it's in. I think it was in Alexandria. I was like, oh, I might go to that. Oh fuck, no, I'm not going to that. Just because, whatever. It's the party. I was like, I want to see. Like, what what can I go there and find out and talk to? And- Andy Andy Craig has zero fucking principles. No, he you doesn't. Know? He, he's he's just all about the party. This is his team. It's you know because Weld was doing fucked up shit, and then Andy Craig was just ignoring it. You know, yep. just yep. Let it, letting it slide. Yep. And now that uh, Weld's a Republican, Andy Craig's just butthurt that um, Bill Weld left his team. That's what it is. That's all it is, man. Th- that's all it is. He's Sarwark's lapdog, and there and Sarwark is Bill Weld's lapdog. For what we're about to find out from Libertarian Loki. Now, so this, so after that, we all know Nick moved to New Hampshire, and it was really weird. It was like twelve years after he promised to go, he'd moved like several times. In, like in this whole 12 year period but then now all of a sudden after he pledged 12 years ago to get, be a part of the free thought project or the free, uh, free, state, free state project state. <laughs> yeah so after he pledged that he finally all of a sudden decided to move there and then he got caught up with the whole fight for 75 thing where he wanted to be the director of whatever for 75 dollars an hour <laughs> and uh, he tried to strong arm his way into that and the LNC really got pissed at him for that at Nick? yeah at Nick for that oh and um, so he was already starting to go down. And then he did this debate, and he said it basically said you should vote for Dick Cheney if he was a libertarian. So after all of this, he if decides he was the libertarian like, nominee. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we all know he's not a libertarian. Right, right. <laughs> and this is like not pre pre war. This is post war. If he ran as right. like right now as a libertarian for the libertarian party, you should vote for him to help yeah. the party. So anyway. So Do then, it for the ballot access. Right. <laughs> so Sarwark then posted on Twitter, he goes, as an unenrolled New Hampshire voter, I plan to vote for Bill Weld. And it clicked me. I saw this a few days ago, and it cl- I said, is there a chance he moved to New Hampshire to go to the state where that's all Bill Weld talks about, and that's where he's centered around currently? <coughs> Bill Weld is constant. Every time you see where he is, where he's talking, it's always from New Hampshire. He is... I don't know if he's there, lives there now or whatever, but that's where he always is. Whenever you look at it online, so I think Bill Weld's always in New Hampshire. Hmm. So and I you, thought that was strange. I, was, I started, I was like, is there It's also something? an early primary state. Or not early primary state. Right. Yeah, yeah, early yeah, primary yeah. state. So it's it's a big thing. Um, I think Larry Hogan, our governor, was trying to go there to campaign, and I guess he ruled it out yeah. to primary so against do Trump. Do you think he just wants to join the Weld campaign? Is that Well... According to Libertarian Loki and some other side stories that came out of this, from what I was told from high-ranking people, that Bill Weld offered Nick Osarek a job in his campaign. Seventy-five dollars an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and Sarwark wanted to know he was contemplating it out. From what I was told, he contemplated it, and. It's still he was undecided about it because he didn't know how it would look if he would return back to the Libertarian Party. And it's almost as if he was just trying to get in with this campaign. So when he got when his election was over, I guess, I guess, uh, primary against Trump, then the Libertarians would then 
get Will, Bill Weld back into the Libertarian to be the nominee in 2020. <laughs> so that was what I heard. But stemming back, and this it all stems from this article. So he runs, he runs in the Republican primary, <clears throat> loses, and then comes to the Libertarian. Comes to the Libertarian Party and tries to get their nomination. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. So then, so this was just the tip of the iceberg of the blog from from uh, Libertarian Loki. So he, so they go on about this, and it's weird how this whole thing corresponds with a uh, on September nineteenth. Jess Mears, you guys know Jess, yep, yeah. from the Libertarian Party, and she posted on Facebook, or no, I'm sorry, it was Twitter. She was at a Bill Weld fundraiser in Alex, I think it was in Alexandria, Virginia, and she quoted Bill Weld. And it was for Bill Weld. It was for a fundraising event for him, mm. and in the background was Dan Fishman. Now, he is the executive... What is, again, his position official? Executive, executive director of the LP. Yep. And newly found, he was handpicked by Sarwark, from what I was told. And he was there. Well, apparently, what, what was left out of this tweet and what was later found out was not only did Dan Fisherman just be in attendance, he also introduced him to the crowd and actively fundraised for him that night, can't, uh, fundraised for Bill Weld. Which, I mean, at this point, I think that's right. That that's against the party rules. I don't know. Should I message him right now? So if you want? I mean, I mean, you know, Weld has his his fan base. You know, I mean, like a lot of uh, a lot of the party supported him, and I'm sure they were disappointed when he left, but they're following him. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think most people just kind of supported Bill Weld because it was kind of. Because they supported Gary Johnson, so yeah, it was, okay. Gary, Gary Johnson begged, begged the, exactly, the people on the yeah. floor well, to, tell- to vote for him. Exactly, I'm telling yeah. you, man. There's a faction of the party that's like actually really likes Bill Weld. Well, and you're right because uh, a few months ago, Matt Matt Welsh of um, Reason post uh, he was on, I, I listened to the Reason podcast and he said he openly said he was like I was just recent this weekend they asked him you know, what did you do this weekend he said oh I attended a a Bill Weld fundraiser in D.C. Still, so which I thought was strange, and he did, he refused to say where it was or who hosted it. He just said it was a rich person in D.C. hosted it. Yeah, so what the fuck? Like you can vote for Dick Cheney and Hitler because they're the Libertarian Party candidate, but then Bill Weld for Republican. Right. Like, I don't understand. Something doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. This sounds like a lot of shady shit's going on where they're trying to keep Bill Weld happy with with the Libertarian Party so that they can bring him back once his primary ultimately fails. Yeah. And I think it's really fucking disgusting. You know, we really never talk about the LP presidential candidates for uh, 2020. Like, we rarely talk about them. Yeah. Just notice that. Isn't that funny? And we don't know what to talk about. Well, Arvin's Arvin's been upset about this. Arvin's made a push. I've seen it. He has made a push. Even, uh, I think Kim Ruffy even also made a push. Like, why why isn't the Libertarian Party talking about us? We're here. We're trying. Like, we're running. We're running here. But I'm saying, but in general, I thought it was strange. Why aren't they talking? And Nick always dances around and lawyers, gives his little lawyer answer about why he can't endorse any of them debates. He's like, well, why can't you just say, hey, uh, Libertarian, check out a debate between these people running to be your nominee in 2020 why why the democrats are already doing that now grab my phone so why right now is it weird i just felt that was kind of weird and arvin made the same claim too it was like why isn't the lp trying to why aren't they interested in this like why aren't you interested at all now it's starting to make sense because they're trying to not show favoritism so that way they can 
have a big spot for Bill Weld to come back to be the LP nominee. So that's why I think it's extremely important that we got to get Nick out. And I know you have your... I, t- I talked to you uh, about it last night. I sent you a message about would you vote for Josh? Because that's, who's, who's, that's the main opponent now running. And he's only... And Sarwark is only running because he said... He told people, at, even at the fundraiser, um, at the Mises Caucus fundraiser, he told people he's only running because... I'm sorry, Sarwark is saying this. Sarwark said he's only running because Josh is. Well, uh, Kyle. Okay, so you voted for Sarwark in the past, correct? Yeah, I did at the last uh, convention. I, I was concerned about um, some of Josh's... Um, I don't know. For lack of a better word, baggage. I just didn't want any... like drama or bad publicity bad news stories with okay but but now are you still cucking for sarwark well i was never really a like a rah-rah sarwark fan i didn't have a stick with nick pin on or anything like that <laughs> i mean it was just kind of like hey this guy wears a suit and is willing to do this volunteer job and he runs the meeting and i don't know he's he's not awful i i would say nick has gotten under my skin more and since the last convention just with his post because I do think that he's uh, a very progressive leaning, I'll say, at a minimum. I just, I don't know, he seems like he's might might be a Democrat to me. So I've, I've definitely kind of, not. I don't like him as much, but I mean, I said to um, Phil, I was like, I just think libertarians focus on this chair race so much because we're not doing shit in the real campaigns and the real elections so we just like all we care about is the drama behind who's the chair and and that's not what our party's problem is like we you know we, we need to do better in real elections not not just worry about the chairs race you just need an administrative person to be the chair somebody who can fundraise for you and run a meeting run a meeting and occasionally you know i mean he, he rarely even gets on tv i've seen him on c-span like once but the chair isn't the face of the party. The presidential nominee becomes the face of the party. So it's way more important who you choose for your nominee for president, like with Kerry Johnson. You know, he's on CNN. He's on MSNBC. He's on all this media outlets. That's that's a way more important role. Yeah, that's I true. don't really care that much about the chair. And I'm yeah. sorry to say that. I know every other libertarian just obsesses about the chair's race, but it's not that important. Well, it's interesting, like, uh, in the Republican and Democrat Party, like, none of us could say who the chairs are of those two organizations. And those are bigger parties. Yeah, but, yeah. W- but when when you're inside the Republican Party, I remember being very interested in who was going to be the chair of the Republican mm-hmm. Party, you know, in 2012 with the RNC in Tampa. Yeah. Um, so it depends on, you know, where you're at in politics. Gotcha. Well, it, so there's also another thing that was revealed in the article. Uh-oh. So apparently a few days ago... Some people, it's a voluntary thing. You can submit content to be posted on the social media for the LP. You can. Uh, there was a group where you could just submit things you want the LP to post on, like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Well, all of a sudden, they found out that like, they went to submit it, and they were like, no, we're no longer taking submissions. We've filled that position. And people were like, and apparently, unbeknownst to anybody in the LP, aren't they? Uh, Dan Fishman and Nicholas Sarwark appointed a paid position to Robert Clark to be the head of the social media for the LP. Now, Robert Clark is a part of the Our America Initiative PAC, which was founded by Gary Johnson. And through the, that PAC, he is still uh, working with Bill Weld. And this guy, Robert Clark, also, from what I found out, too, doing some digging, and um, the rumor mill has, he is now, he works 
with CPAC, which apparently it's against the rules to be on that. From what I heard, it's against the rules for him to be working with the LP and be on CPAC. And he took this position over, which was, and it, no one knew about it. It was a volunteer position, a voluntary thing that we would do here and there. And apparently Robert Clark now is paid to do this to the LP without being discussed with anybody. So there's a lot of shady stuff going on right now. Hmm. Or we're, we're at least at the from the outside looks like shady stuff. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say it. I, yeah. I think it's very strange. The timing matches up, and I think there's there's a lot more stuff too. I, and it's it, it all points to them keeping the nest nice and warm for Bill Weld to come back in 2020. Hmm. That's what it looks like to me. Could be. I don't. The- I don't know why Bill Weld would want to come back. I don't know why he's running in a primary. I don't know what his agenda is. I don't know. What is this guy doing? I don't know. I don't think he has a chance of winning the Republican primary. Yeah, I and I don't either. think he has a chance of winning the presidential race as a libertarian. No, I like really don't know. But he brings money. He brings money. They, and they say that, but it's like, does he though? Yeah, but maybe it's not trickling down to the to yeah, where it's n- supposed not, to. Not to the party, just right. to the the race. Mm-hmm. It's not like he has principles. It's not like he cares about liberty. So like, why is he doing this? I don't know. And get a life. Dude. I don't know. It's very strange. There's a lot of it seems like bullshit. You know, and Nick could just clear this up mind. really easily if he just came out with uh, you know a statement and just said, "Hey, this is what's been going on." Just to clear the rumors away. You know, this is this is what's happening. You know, so it's like, but but yeah, if if we don't get communication from the upper echelon, from the people at the top, then the rumors will abound. So, you, you know, I, it is frustrating when you don't get answers from Nick. You know, like, well, Nick, should we have, uh, you know, should we have uh, Dick Cheney as our presidential nominee? Why, well, uh, you know? Well, the truth will come out in time, <coughs> I think, if we see Nick join the Weld campaign. You know, maybe step down as LP chair and join the L- the Weld campaign or whatever. Mm. I, you know, right? Like, yeah. it's rumors and speculation until he actually does it. And then I would think that he would announce that. or That would or at least would be a respectable thing to do, to step mm. down and then join the Weld campaign. Well, I think that's what's... Ha- that was his intention. Mm. I'm moving to New Hampshire. I can now... Because from all accounts, a few months up as recently as a few months ago, I was told... He was telling people, I'm not running again. And the only way I would run is if Josh decided to run. Because he didn't want to have him as a successor. Oh, okay. And I guess it was a pride issue at that point. And but Josh li- is running. Well, Josh just declared a few weeks ago, said, I'm going to run again for mm-hmm. it. I decided I'm going to do it. And then now Nick has upped his appearances and everything else. So to me, it looked like he has, maybe I can do this one more time thing i don't know i don't know i don't know what's going on but it just looked from the out like from the outset of it that he was intended to drop you know not run into the lp go join bill weld and then still maintain his contact so when bill weld lost the nomination he could come back to the lp and run as the lp's nominee because it was never about gary johnson in 2016 it was bill weld gary johnson they said themselves they were running as a team whenever gary johnson did a thing for like (laughs) <laughs> it was strange to me. It was weird. When they had like a candidate interview thing, besides like the one or two times he was on MSNBC, it was always Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. They were sitting right next to each other. Yeah. 
and it was almost like a married couple that were just sitting there talking. I felt like Gary or uh, Bill Well was a better speaker than Gary yes. Johnson. My, and it's funny you said because my wife said the same thing when we were watching the interview. She's like, I feel like he talked better than Gary. Yeah, it was like Bill Well was his crutch. Like, right. well, I don't really know how to right. answer this question because like I always got the the feeling that like it was like good old Eric, uh, Uncle Gary Johnson. <laughs> Right. You know, like he's a cool guy to hang like out with. But, older cousin. Yeah, but you just you wouldn't like rely on him. I'm gonna defer like, to my VP for this one. Yeah, right. you know, right. he was but, good on Rogan. I don't know if you saw the road. The, I did was, not. He was decent. I thought he was like, well or Johnson. Uh, Johnson. I thought he was okay. Like he was all right. I mean, he had his moments, yeah. but he also had you know the where's Aleppo and yeah. which I felt was a shitty question and it was kind of a gotcha moment anyway. Well, definitely was but, a gotcha moment. Yeah, yeah. he, he could have handled that, that way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like probably like seventy five percent of the country at least did not know what right. the fuck Aleppo exactly. was. Yeah, before that Gary Johnson guy. <laughs> Only reason I knew about yeah. it was going to Catholic school and hearing all those places. You know. From the Bible, I knew where Aleppo was. Right. That's it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty strange. There's a whole lot of shady shit going on, and Josh is running, and I haven't talked to him, but you know much about it, anything at all, really. Um, but I'm I, he has my support, and I just I don't know. I don't know what you guys feel. I know, like what you said, Kyle, you had a great point. I think they do talk about it a lot, but I think the position is now since Sarwark took over in 2014, it's been a key position in the party and it influences a lot of people a lot yeah. of people are like well he can run a meeting and he can run a meeting and they're just giving him more and more control and he he thought he could get away with the 75 dollar an hour bullshit he thought he could do that <laughs> i just yeah. it blows my mind away so he was going to move to new hampshire on the lp's dime just to drop the lp and go be a republican yeah possibly i mean, I mean I'd, I'd be fine with josh you know let somebody else have a try whatever right yeah what is it gonna hurt i, I don't really uh i don't think i'm gonna be attending the next convention so um you know they're expensive to go to you have to really be motivated yes we'll get a bus you have to be engaged to want to go and and there's 20 spots from maryland we'll get a bus and we'll all go together are you you gonna ride on the bang bus the bang bang. (laughs) the maryland lp bang bus Is it in like in Austin in the summer? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. It's be a thousand but ch- hey, hey, but Childerberg oh, is gonna be Kyle. This bus is gonna be so dead, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like just like marijuana clouds. Well, in the <laughs> past, <laughs> Maryland, you know, we don't even fill the... up our delegation because yeah, there's not so a lot of people are willing to spend the money, you know, spend eight hundred bucks or whatever to go down there and do this thing. Well, so no, I think we might have four or five people right here that might want to go down to Austin. What do you think? I don't I think so. I'd love to go, but I don't know if I can. It's in the in the cards right now. I've been considering it. <laughs> you got some maybes. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's something cool. Maybe we could do something down there, and then uh, we we get a bus. <coughs> we uh, we get some rooms. You know, we I dog mean, pile in there. Man, meet it. You know. Man, meet it. Man, meet it. Kyle's getting wood. As fun, as that, on the bed. as fun as that sounds. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Big series we'll of a lifetime. Not until, watch, uh, watch the Mises Caucus dominate. When, <laughs> when is it? Uh, 2020? Yeah, uh, May. Yep. I think it's in May. Okay. So, oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it okay. corresponds with Childerberg. And uh, that, that's the the Friends Against Government podcast. Uh, it's it's like their, um, their uh, what is it, uh, uh, Pork Fest. Nice. It's out in Texas. And it's uh, 
chili dose that's what they're calling it <laughs> that's awesome it's pretty funny all right we're running out of time i want to talk about mises's birthday oh yeah we um today we had a request for you kyle oh we did yes Uh-oh. a certain fan of yours wants you to sing happy birthday to mises and that's what they're here to wait for all right this is an abbreviated version of <laughs> happy birthday wait 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 wait. you gotta hold on kyle you gotta hold, you gotta hold do the, the stevie wonder version bro no you don't this is not worth recording it's totally worth recording come on kyle we want to hear you. your fans want to hear you all right it goes this is your birthday song it isn't very long hey that's it Ugh. kyle come on you could have mentioned mises in the video <laughs> happy birthday mises <laughs> <laughs> all right no guys. yeah I, um you know mises was a uh, very influential in my um intellectual development he's my favorite um although i also love henry hazlitt who i don't think it's near great. enough love in the uh, libertarian community i mean not that the people don't like him but like you know he's de- he definitely takes a back seat to uh rothbard and and um hayek and milton friedman and i think hazlitt is underrated but back to mises like i just you know i think he's the best and you read his books and it's like you you just almost want to write everything down you're like damn that's a good quote let me read another paragraph damn that is a good quote so He's taking a picture. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like taking a selfie. So, uh, I, yeah, and uh, he was so born in uh, 1881, in died in, I think, 73. <laughs> but, um, you know, he was great. Yep. He was great. And and uh, somebody behind all these political ideas, somebody has to, like, work this stuff out and make sure, hey, this is this is how an economy works. This is how uh, what the laws should be. And, and, yeah. and this is how markets work. I mean, there's there's theorists even behind the socialists. They, somebody like Elizabeth Warren didn't, like, invent all this stuff stuff she's she's also drawing her ideas from socialist thinkers and uh, mises was one of the best as far as uh, liberal thinkers and i mean that in the in the classical sense yeah his work on so his books uh socialism was really oh, he, good he, he uh demolished socialism i mean he, I mean, he, he converted hayek from a socialist hayek read that book and was like my god i i can't believe uh, what I'm reading, right? I mean, it was right. eye-opening for him, and and every socialist should read Mises's book because, um, you know, he really it's I mean it's daunting, but um, if that's what you believe, you need to you need to read the, one of the top critics of your philosophy and and, and give you some things to think about. I think, you know, I I haven't read Theory of Money and Credit. That's on my uh my my list of things to do. It's on my to do list, and that's a groundbreaking book about monetary theory. Yeah, I have so many of his books just in my wish list on Amazon. Um, I actually just got a physical form of uh, Human Action. Yeah, it was dirt cheap. It was like sell for like twelve bucks on Amazon. It was like nice. literally half the price. Yeah, for a nine hundred page book, and I've I've read it twice. Well, not read, but I've listened to it twice on audiobook. Wow, and I've that's never. Impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. first time. It was a lot like of a, hours. It was like a twenty hour or something ridiculous on YouTube, and the other one they actually have it on pod, podcast form. You can go search on search up Mises on like i your iphone and just search up in the podcast feed and it shows up and it gives you like hour increments of it yeah like hour and a half increments and it's you can just listen to like that's what i did the last time dude i bought that fucking book and it's got like a two point fucking font oh like, i'm never gonna so read I'm, like, I'm never gonna Wait, even so like read like, like a the, letter was yours with, like the st- it's yeah, yeah, that's how mine was. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So that's why I had to get reading glasses. Audiobook's a good idea. Audiobook's really yeah. great for yeah. So that, that that's where I've done a lot of my quote unquote reading. It was just listening to audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
oh shoot, I forgot who who posted it, but they did twelve uh, big hits, big uh, quotes from Mises. I actually threw it up on our Anne Arundel County page. Nice, uh, you did. I yesterday. Didn't see it, man. I don't know if you guys want to. I can go through these twelve quotes. Yeah, real let's quick. go real quick. Let's do. All right, some, let me scroll through quotes. here. Who was it? Was it the Mises Institute that put it out? It may have been. Hold on one second. I might have to check it out, and maybe I might steal it for one of my pages. Yeah, while you're looking at that, this chair is fucking comfy, bro. All right, this chair is comfy. So, one, underlying most arguments against the free market is a lack of belief in freedom itself. Damn. Two is, uh, I'm in favor of legalizing drugs. According to my values system, if people want to kill themselves, they have every right to do so. Most of the harm that comes from uh, drugs is because they are illegal. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, three. Um, with some notable exceptions, business businessmen favor free enterprise in general, but are opposed to it when it comes to themselves. Straight fire. No man. boom, Rosen. No, nah, I, 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 I wore out that joke. So I was uh, right, four. Uh, it's a moral problem that the government is making into criminals, people who may be doing something you and I don't approve of, but who are doing some, or but who are doing something that hurts nobody else. Nope. Uh, one of the greatest mistakes is to judge policies and programs by their intentions rather than the results. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. You must distinguish sharply between being pro-free enterprise and pro uh, and being pro-business. By the way, these are Milton Friedman quotes. I was gonna say, I was like, oh bloody hell! I had no, I was gonna say, I was like, I've never heard these before. Yeah, yeah I knew sorry. it. I knew, I knew it when he. Uh, you could just tell. It, would it be sacrilege to continue on the, the wrong? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so, so 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 good how quote, dare you confuse the two? You know, I, I just he kind of had a way of speaking that was. Um, I don't know. I just I, when he said the I'm in favor of legalizing drugs according to my values. I was, say, I was like, system, I didn't think he if made people a point want to kill that. themselves. They have every right to do so. Like that, that's not a Mises. Quote. I was gonna say, I was like, I've never I, heard I that it. quote before. Like he just didn't. Ah, well. He just didn't talk like that. But I mean, um, you know, not that Milton isn't also great, but uh, <laughs> not on his birthday. That's sad. Uncle Milch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but so I think that's that's probably about spell. all the time we have for the, the podcast this week. But we're going to move it on over to the After Hours program. So uh, catch us over there if you uh, want to gain access to our After Hours program. Um, you, all you have to do is go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians, and contribute a minimum of $1 per month. And what that does is it helps keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement. Maybe help some of us go down to uh, Texas, right? You know, maybe we can do that. Um, but yeah, so uh, hit us up over there, and it also got us these nice chairs that uh, comfy that, uh, that Lee is enjoying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, song. Um, yeah, so uh, also we have T-shirts over at libertariancountry.com, and if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a ten percent discount. Until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags and the tax bombs in red. Poisons by a few at the expense of the many. Soldiers and cards in a death machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. 
Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!